Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Allianz Global Corporate and Specialty Podcast. Ken Reichman here with you on a very special edition of the podcast, and we're joined today by a few special guests. But first things first, let's introduce Walter Krajalis, the president of Aeronomics. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the podcast. Walter, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about, before we introduce our guests, uh, a little bit about Aeronomics and, and what it is you guys do. So if you could give me the you know, the spark notes on Aeronomics, what would those be? We provide aviation consulting to the business aviation community, uh, those that operate business jets and helicopters. We will help with operational issues. We perform audits, uh, safety audits, uh, loss control audits, and also ISBAO audits, as well as get involved in aircraft transactions, uh, purchases, uh, sales, fleet analysis. And finally, uh, we do flight department startups. If someone acquires an aircraft or is going through a major shift, we can help um, set up the administration of the flight department. Tell me a little bit about your relationship with Allianz and how it started and where it is today. Well, my relationship goes back nearly eight years when Allianz was looking at providing loss control services. I was the director of safety of another underwriting company that some of the gentlemen were uh, with that company. So I was a known quantity to them. And we set up the relationship to be more accepting by the policyholder, the the client. Unlike other safety services where the director of safety is an employee of the insurance company, and the and how that might bring out some awkwardness when there's a, a visit by that individual to the client. Uh, ours was arranged that uh, I'm engaged by Allianz. I'm on a retainer with Allianz. However, I work directly with the client in providing assistance in whatever areas that they want to make improvements on. And my report goes directly to them, and it's up to the client as to who they wish to share it with. And Allianz has been very great in understanding in that relationship and and ha- and are just very aware that it it helps and that's good to know. And that's all they need to know. Well, so your career uh, as I'm I'm reading through your, you know, your bio here is uh illustrious to say the least and you've been in the business for for quite a while. So, how do you see relationships like this helping safety officers? Well, some people looking at my resume would say I can't hold down a job. But uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I discovered eventually uh, later in life that it, it, it was the entrepreneurial spirit that is within me. And so I'm, I'm very happy with uh, aeronomics and the services that we provide. But you're right. I do have a diverse background. I, I'm an active pilot, still an active pilot. I'm ATP rated in jets and helicopters over 10,000 hours. I've managed flight departments. I'm an attorney. Um, I've I've worked for a manufacturer of aircraft. Uh, you know, been with the insurance companies. So I bring this whole array of experiences to a client. I don't profess to know everything. Um, I I learn. Uh, something from every project that I do. Uh, a lot of the, the power that I bring is I'm a 
set of eyeballs from the outside uh, coming to visit and and just seeing things fresh, uh, new for the first time, and you know, expressing how uh, I'm taking it in with my experiences and 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 with the client. If you could give me a little bit of a uh, rundown on what goes on with your uh, safety conference calls that you guys host over at Aeronomics. Well, the safety calls uh, we started four years ago, and it was a result of my visits to various policyholders and clients and audits that flight department managers, there's, there's plenty of organizations for them to get together, compare notes, and be among their peers. And it was, I became aware that uh, safety officers within a flight department don't necessarily have those same avenues available to them. They're, they can often be um, silos, and they're, they're dealing with problems and issues on their own. So the safety calls were meant to create a venue on a regular basis. We have the calls twice a month for safety officers to call in, and if they have any questions that they want, uh, you know, a virtual show of hands or, you know, s- some feedback from other safety officers, they can bring up issues or problems that they're encountering or if they have questions and it's just an opportunity to learn from each other we have uh, two other guests uh, joining us on this podcast who are going to be answering some of those questions that you've received from your listeners and let's uh, let's introduce them now shall we so we'll start off with tim thompson a senior claims specialist over 40 years of aviation experience has his ATP license, a Montana State undergrad, and a Seattle University MBA all under his belt. Tim, thanks so much for being here. Well, thank you very much for carbon dating me with that introduction. <laughs> uh, and our second guest is going to be Dave Watkins, an aviation practice leader out in the West Zone for Allianz Global Corporate and Specialty, also the regional head of aerospace. Uh, 11 years of aviation experience on that side of the table. He managed the global portfolio for Munich, joined AGCS in 2005, and he's based out in Englewood, Colorado. So, Walter, I'm going to leave this to you now. You've got the questions. You've got the audience. So you take it away. Really pleased to have Dave and Tim here uh, as part of this. There's always this, uh, there's a long-standing relationship between a, a flight operations of any organization and their insurance company. Well, I want to explore, I've, I've gotten, uh, I've received some questions from my listeners uh, that have, you know, they want to understand and explore more about how this re- insurance relationship uh, affects safety management. With that, I'd, I'd like to just maybe open up a dialogue uh, here with some of the questions and, and whoever wants to take it, take it. So with this relationship of insurance company with their, uh, with the operation, how do you view an operator that has a safety management system? And what, what are you looking for about that? Um, I think that's, that's a pretty broad question. Uh, in general, we, we would expect most, um, even fledgling to advanced flight departments to, to have an SNS. Um, it's it's uh, certainly on the commercial side. Um, it's an expectation, um, obviously uh, an FAA requirement for commercial operators as well. Uh, I think what we're looking to quantify when we when we look at a risk and, and try to underwrite it is how does that SMS, SMS permeate the culture of the flight department? So it's one thing to check the box and have your SMS in place. 
It's another thing to, to live it. Um, so what we're looking at is how advanced is the SMS? What stage is it? Is it reactive? Is it proactive? Um, does your line pilot down to your director of maintenance down to whoever's sweeping the floors live it? Mm -hmm. um, how is it, you know, is, is reporting part of the, the culture? Um, is, is just culture there? And I think the biggest question we typically ask when we're visiting with our, our good insurers or, or taking a look at them from a, a risk perspective is what lessons have been learned from the SMS? Is it, is it helping improve your organization? So for us, it's not just a, it shouldn't just be a process that's, that's again, a checked box. The organization should be gaining from it. Agreed. A, a well-organized SMS that's um, totally accepted by that organization will have all of those attributes. And I agree that the interesting one is the culture um, because it is a, a shift of, of how things are viewed uh, where you want the feedback. It's, it's meant to be uh, taken non-punitively uh, and the just culture is, hey, Everyone that works here is a professional. We give the best of training. If it happened to that person, it could happen to anybody, uh, which is definitely a shift from the typical uh, business environment of the blame culture, where if somebody goofs, uh, they, they may lose their job over it. So it, it does take time to switch over, definitely. How much of the SMS activities are you looking for in a typical underwriting visit? So it'll depend on the class of operator. Uh, you know, a single ship industrial aid operators, uh, you know, may not even have an SMS or certainly not an advanced SMS. Um, we're not the SMS experts. I think the operators and, and auditors, folks like you are. Um, our question is going to be, do you have an SMS? Um, how long have you had it? Um, how well is it implemented? And as I mentioned before, I think that the number one question that I'm, I want to get answered is, Give me an example of something that the SMS has identified proactively. Um, because you have a, a clear set of guidelines, a very clear safety management program, um, even if it's small, it's small or large, we're not there to, to penalize or try to look under rocks for problems. We're looking for uh, evidence that the SMS is working. Um, so again, we're not, we're not others. We're not there to, to read through every page of SMS. We've, we've read many of them, and they're often similar um, in, in flight departments. Um, so we're there just uh, to get an idea of, you know, how well is it implemented, you know, is, is it lived and breathed by the organization, and, and what does the organization learn from it? So you said something there that uh, touched on this new era of safety management system where open reporting and disclosing, basically, let's just say what it is, we're, we're, we're admitting our failures and meant to learn from them, but still uh, it's it's a big leap to just openly admit a failure uh, of some sort. And so there would be this hesitation as to the insurance company being involved or looking at that in, uh, to whatever degree. Can you speak to that? Sure. No, I completely understand. And I think, uh, Tim, do you have something you want to add? Yeah, sorry. I think what Dave is alluding to and what I've seen both from the underwriting side uh, and the operational side um, when I flew for 12 years, and, and now the claim side is that the, the expression comes to mind, um, drinking from the Kool-Aid. And in this case, it's a very positive thing that you can ask the questions, you can review all of the systems that are in place, and yet when we visit accounts, you can tell within the first five to ten minutes if that culture has permeated the organization, you're introduced to different departments and different people, 
and they just know you're their insurance person who's coming to visit. But you can sense and feel, in my opinion, that culture right away if it actually has uh, permeated and ingrained in the organization and basically everybody's drinking from the, the same Kool-Aid or drinking the Kool-Aid. And that's a very positive thing, but it's such an intangible to actually, in terms of our visits, how we go about it and, and what we're trying to accomplish when we, we make those visits. I think uh, Allianz's approach is, is unique in that we're, we very much partner with our insureds. Uh, it's not just a financial transaction. Uh, we want to see uh, if, if that organization or operation is successful, so are we. So we're invested in that. Um, as much, you know, we want to be as transparent uh, with our underwriting process as we can be, and we would like to see the same of our insureds. Again, we're, an, an underwriting application is going to tell us if you've had a loss um, or if you've had an accident. You know, that, that's going to be public record. We're not looking for ways to get a higher rate. We're looking to understand the organization. How committed are you to safety? And how proactive and serious are you about improving your operation? So we have a duty as well as insurers to, to try to improve safety. We're, we're part of the aviation network. We're, we're not a regulatory agency, um, but it, we are part of the, the fabric of, of aviation. Um, and we want to see not, not only individual risks improve, we want to see the entire industry improve. So by sharing examples, we're not only getting a feel for the culture um, of that organization and the uh, potential effectiveness of their individual SMS, we're also learning potentially about trends in the industry that we can share with other insurers and we can use to help model our data to, to find out where we need to be investing in safety through programs like Aeronomics or through you know, podcast sharing with, uh, with the audience of this, you know, of this call. Um, so I think as much transparency as possible is to the benefit of the insured. It, it, it helps build that trust and build the relationship. We're talking about sharing best practices, and that's the basis of exactly what Allianz and what we're trying to accomplish and, and help support. I encourage the listeners all the time to reach out to their broker, reach out to their underwriter, and get to know your claims person that would be on your account, um, and get to know them personally uh, because it definitely helps to know, you know, put a name to a face and, and know, uh, know that person if you're going to openly discuss your issues that are going on in your operation. So I, I still believe in that. And so from what you've shared, it's, it's, that's normal to hear about maybe shortcomings and uh, things, areas of improvement that an SMS would reveal essence of, of trust that's part of that relationship building and that's not something that happens overnight um, it can disappear overnight but it takes a while to to build up and that's again very much what Allianz strives for with those uh, relationships we know it takes a while we value that greatly and we want to do whatever we can to earn that trust so at that time whether it's an underwriting decision and negotiations or a claim uh, there's that's the basis that we're uh, dealing with in these discussions, what level of disclosure of, of shortcomings or failures might, you know, uh, being reported in an SMS, are you expecting to hear about? Do you, uh, obviously, if there's a loss, uh, you know, where the, it might involve a claim uh, on the policy, you know, you're going to hear about that. But any other activity, like we hate for it to happen, but it is a very common occurrence uh, in the industry, would be like an altitude bust if a pilot misses an altitude. Uh, are you expecting to hear that level of uh, disclosure? 
I think a good example of that is a number of times we've been out to, to visit. We've heard about um, the ASAP program and, and various uh, situations where the, the insured op openly uh, shares with us that this, these are some of the examples that we have found out and this is what we've uh, done about it, taken steps. And it goes to what Dave is talking about that, yeah, we, we love to hear that. It, it helps us understand, the, again, the culture. Um, but we also sense the day-to-day -day, uh, benefit and value that that operator is seeing. And that being recognized, uh, we want to be able to, again, support and help that any way that we can. You know, there is no expectation of, of level of disclosure. Again, if there is a major accident or claim, we're going to know about it already. What we're looking for is, again, uh, you know, uh, the effectiveness of whatever reporting and safety systems are there. So um, I think as much as the insured is, is willing to share, uh, the, the more the better. Um, it can also help us deploy resources. Um, so, you know, while we use uh, your firm uh, to go out and do safety audits, um, we also, you know, we regularly do as bail audits for us. You do SMS audits. You do emergency response drills. Um, so if, if, if you're, so let's say a, an incident shows a weakness in an ERP, we could now potentially deploy aeronomics or any other third-party resource to help improve that ERP or run a drill with them. So it can, again, help us build the program and tailor it to the customer. It's not, again, it's not, we're not looking for underwriting data in a punitive manner. We're looking for, for ways to improve the program and make sure the product meets the customer's needs. And as much disclosure as the customer is comfortable with, uh, you know, the more they can disclose, the, the more we can potentially build a better program for them. You're aware that everyone has their whatever level of goofs and failures and altitude bus, uh, but what, what with the world of SMS, you're seeing that people are proactive about addressing that. Why did it happen? And then here are the corrective actions that we've taken and that you can help uh, in those regards. That's great. That's good to hear. Um, you also mentioned ERP drills. And uh, I know, Tim, that's an area you do a lot of work in, too. Not only in the, the drills, but obviously in the event, we, we can and will participate in the established uh, ERP protocol. But as you know, in services that you offer, uh, the ERP drill is invaluable to make sure all of the contact information, all the processes and procedures are in place, and, and that they're working accordingly. And we do that on a, on a regular basis, at least annually, uh, with operators that have a, a formal protocol uh, set up in the ERP. Walter, we, uh, we appreciate everything you do for us in, in terms of, of third-party audits, uh, you know, SMS uh, building, um, improving, reviewing, uh, ERP drills. Um, I think, you know, that's, that's the strength of, of the partnership that we have is that uh, kind of what we were talking about earlier, uh, we can really cater your product to the insured's needs. So, again, we don't feel uh, that our, again, we're not a regulatory agency. Our job is to... to try to help the insurers, help our customers find potential deficiencies in their operation from, uh, from beginning to end. It could be, it, it doesn't have to be part of a flight operation, it could be something to do with their ground operation or their ERP. Um, we want to help them find ways to improve their overall risk. Um, and that's why we enjoy our partnership with Aeronomics. Again, we've seen you go out uh, and help on ERP drills, we've seen you help build ERPs, you're certified as BAO Auditor. Um, you know, you can do things that are from a true third-party perspective um, because we, uh, we work with you to uh, act as an advocate for the insured. You're not, although 
we're often uh, you know footing the bill for your services the product goes to the insured and I think you know you can attest to the fact that that's a, a truly catered product for them and not for us um, and we would rather hear from them uh, hear from our customers you know where do you think you can improve and how can we help one of the questions is what's shared you know with the underwriter from your audits or even in his Bayo audit and um, my understanding is and what I've always gotten from your reports or even and in this bail report, it, there's a difference between uh, findings and recommendations. And I think it's important to find out or important to express uh, to our insureds that we're looking for and, and at sometimes the recommendations that they're interested in, in sharing. We don't drill into the findings and we're not looking to evaluate or judge. We're looking for recommendations, again, back to the best practices that everyone can benefit from. Um, because a lot of times you're finding those recommendations um, they're not finding fault. They're not seeing that there's a um, discrepancy or anything. They're actually seeing that there's something that came out of your organization that is working and that others need to know. So our recommendation is in some of these reports to share it with others or to continue what you're doing or expand it. I think those are important things to keep in mind. Yeah. It's interesting you say sharing uh, information. Uh, I like the relationship that uh, Allianz and Aeronomics has in, in that uh, uh, my firm is retained by Allianz, but when you send me out to go see a client, my work I work for them, the, cl the client, and any findings uh, is reported directly to them that I, that I don't share that with Allianz. Um, it's up to the insured to, to share that if they wish. Um, so uh, I, I, that, that's an extra level of uh, confidentiality and you know, you know, assuredness that uh, if, if they do have any issues that they want to address, I'm, I'm there to help them, them work through all that. The relationship with an operator and the, uh, the insurance company uh, really gets day-to-day hands-on uh, as the result of an accident or some, some you know, active claim like that. Um, and then I know, Tim, you get involved in that. Um, how, how can Allianz what, what do they do? How do they step in and help if, if there's an accident? The most important thing to remember is that we're there as a resource. And there's internal resources, there's external resources, and I, I like to use the term triage. I've heard that used before, and when you think about all the differences and all the complexities, how much it's different for every single loss. Large fleet of aircraft, uh, something along the lines of an airline loss um, all the way down to just an individual operator, aircraft operator. Allianz claims is there as a resource but also a information collator. Uh, we triage the risk in terms of the complexity and the urgency, whatever is needed to respond. So once we collect and we collate that information, we, we then start assigning and utilizing whatever resources necessary. I think that's the benefit and the value of our experience. We have many internal resources, but then our relationships with outside vendors. So we handle everything in terms of the information gathering, the resource coordination, and the most important thing is the communication facilitation. Uh, we're going to be notified usually through the broker. Uh, if we haven't heard about it through the media, which is another important thing we can assist in in helping control that. And
And that is the essence of the benefit, the value, right from the beginning that we offer. Good points, Tim. It's you mentioned a, a couple of key things there that you're the, the, the collator of the information and, and you can help and organize the response. And I think an operator, depending on their level of uh, response or how much they want to be involved, uh, obviously they're involved in that it's their aircraft, but uh, maybe they're in a bit of a state of shock. Maybe, you know, you know, an accident isn't a daily occurrence for them, so they're, they're not really sure, even with all the preparation in the ERP, you know, what needs to be done at, at what times. And that's good to know that uh, you've been there, done that, have done it several times. Uh, that is your business, and uh, that's the expertise you bring. And the key is the communication, because as you say, it's different for every operator. And sometimes that's very, very intensive, and there just can't ever be enough. And other times, like you say, they have so many things to take care of. They have so many internal processes that they're going through. They just want somebody to step up, take care of it, whatever is needed, recover the aircraft, deal with the NTSB and the FAA, and, and we're there uh, to do that, and we're there to assist. At the same time, there's people that... Um, because of their ERP and their drills and they're really prepared, they're more hands-on and there's a lot of communication that needs to be uh, done and, and addressed. Whatever the need is and whatever the range of response, that's what our experience tells us to, uh, to use. And with all the persistence, I mean, the operator hasn't lost any control of the situation. I mean, they haven't uh, given up any rights to... Um, you know, participation in the investigation? No, not, not at all. And actually, in the, the very beginning, as, as most uh, of your safety officers and insureds know, it, the NTSB and the FAA are, are in charge. And they have the investigator in charge, they have the site responsibility and, and control. And that's where it's, again, important from our experience is that we are a very valuable uh, resource to them. Uh, they do need uh, our assistance as we need their information. So we collaborate very well together. And over the years, uh, our adjusters, we know a lot of those uh, investigators in charge. And that can be a benefit, just having that known entity that we're dealing with. They know us. And we can sometimes uh, get a little more information than normal and we develop instantly more of a rapport than an adversarial relationship, and that aids greatly in investigation and, again, part of the value we bring. Very good. Can you, we've talked about drills. Can you describe a good drill? What is a good ERP drill? The most important thing is that all of the information at, at that point is there. All the contact information, the numbers are there. I know it seems simplistic, but a lot of times, uh, if it's not up to date, uh, right out of the gate, you've got a stumbling block because somebody wasn't notified. And it's a ripple effect through the whole intent and what the objective is of the, the plan. And so I think the drills are invaluable to flush some of those out. And at the end of the day, I think, too, it, it gets people recognizing the fact this can happen. And the more we are prepared, the better. Walter, I wanted to bring up a really good example of, uh, and, of and an example of a case where you helped us improve a risk. Um, we had a, a long-time insured, strong partnership, uh, an FBO, um, that had an unfortunate loss or two. Um, and rather than uh, purely address that via 
premium and deductibles, which is the standard insurance answer. And of course, we have to look at that. Um, we said, let's drill into the root issue here. Um, the you know our customer was uh, very open uh, and transparent, and, and and I think welcomed you into their their operation. Maybe you can expand on that. But I bring up some examples because they haven't had a loss since you've been out there. Um, well, what, do you remember that example? And, and obviously, we don't want to we don't want to mention any names. But uh, what can you tell us about examples like that? It's it's, it's a success story for us, and I think a, a you know a good showcase of what you can do for our clients. Well, I do remember, and that was that was an interesting project in that. Um, uh, and you touched on it too, Dave. Was um, there's there's culture sometimes involved in, and I take the approach of safety processes and safety practices. Uh, I'm not. I, I will go out there and look at the details. You know, there's some traditional processes that you know driven by a checklist to look at, but it's also just a matter of looking at folks, looking at their situation, talking to them. Um, and sizing things up uh, from a perspective of what's their culture. And uh, that particular project turned out that uh, it was an organizational issue. They had nothing to do with their uh, technical uh, aspects. Everybody was very well trained. Um, but it, it was a matter of somewhat micromanaging from, from the owner and that uh, he had good people working for them, and it was very clear and obvious to me that that line supervisor was uh, very knowledgeable, very uh, energized to, to do a good job, uh, was very bothered by the losses, um, and uh, it was very clear it was uh, he had good ideas, and it was just a matter of actually for me to talk to the owner and say, you should trust this guy. He's a good guy. Uh, very knowledgeable and just follow his lead. Yeah, that, that worked really well for us. And again, I, I use that example regularly um, when I when I visit with uh, our agents and, and clients because it, it demonstrates uh, Allianz and Aeronomics' commitment to improving safety. We wanted to again maintain that long term relationship with our good insured. Um, it's not purely a financial transaction. How do we help you improve your risk? We asked. You know, we said, you know, if we send somebody out, would you be willing to let them take a look at your organization and see if there's ways you can improve together? And, uh, you know, again, we didn't see the results of that report. Um, we've seen the results in the improvement in risk. Um, it was an insured that was dedicated uh, to improving uh, their operation. And, uh, you know, I, I think because we sent in a third party, another set of eyes that was not reporting back to the insurance company, you know, you potentially uncovered a, a potential organizational issue that has clearly uh, been changed because it's, it's a better risk today. And I'm happy to say there's still a, an Allianz client. I hope they are for years to come. That's great to hear. So I'd, I'd like to uh, maybe close up with uh, what can a safety officer do to prepare for an underwriting visit? You know, we've encouraging them to develop that relationship with you. Um, so what would you like to see? What should they get ready uh, for a visit? I think when we come to visit our, our customers and insureds, um, we want to see as much of their operation as possible. Um, Nobody wants to stress out over visit. We have to prepare on our side as well and make sure that we're, uh, you know, we're prepared to present Allianz. And, and it's a lot of, it can be work and stress. So I'd say um, don't stress about having the world's best presentation. Um, we want to hear um, about all the safety programs that are there. Um, but specifically addressing, you know, I think the kind of theme of our, our call here has been culture. Um, so how do I program, you know, Sure, you're Argus certified, you're Wyvern certified, you, you're, you're doing some flight data monitoring, you have your SBAS certification, you have your SMS. 
those are all pretty easy bullet points to list out on a presentation. Can you expand on those? Um, how do you live them? Again, I personally love concrete examples. You know, an example I had recently with the commercial operators, well, we were seeing a, a number of unstabilized approaches at a specific airport. That doesn't scare me as an underwriter. That's, you know, that, that means your safety system's working. Um, so I think if any specific examples you can give of how your, your safety culture is living, breathing, and working, um, and bring in uh, folks from your different departments if possible. We love to meet with uh, directors of maintenance. We love to, of course, directors of ops, chief pilots, safety officer if, if the organization is, is big enough to, to warrant. Um, but again, we want to see if that, uh, we want to hear from the different departments and the, and the entire organization. Uh, is that safety culture, yeah, again, I've used the word multiple times, but has it permeated the entire organization? Um, does, it, does it flow? Um, does everybody have their own take? Is, is every department in the entire organization um, living and breathing safety the same way? We don't always have the luxury of being able to go out as an underwriting and claim team, but we are a team. And when we do that, it's not only very enjoyable, but I think it's a great opportunity. We've had a few questions in terms of the claim side, but when we were out on a, on a visit, it, it's uh, much more advantageous uh, to be able to have that venue, if, if you will, and not only show that how much of a team and how much in sync we are, how much information we share, um, but like this opportunity we've had today to, to discuss some of this stuff, um, how it is really dovetailed together, uh, how much it is important on both sides. to partner and that's a tagline we we commonly use but it, it that's really what we're looking for we're looking for long-term relationships long-term partnerships um, you know how can we you know both profit from each other's uh, strengths and weaknesses and uh, yeah, anything yeah anything you can offer to uh, to help us build that relationship we're gonna do the same we're gonna come prepared to offer uh, you know a strong product relationship and capabilities uh, but yeah we're looking for as much you know transparency and building trust as possible I think it's about time to uh, put a bell on this one. Uh, Dave, Tim, any parting thoughts for our valued audience? If beyond this there are any questions, anything that uh, we can assist with, uh, I can assist with, I think everybody's got our number. Please don't hesitate to call. Thanks very much for the invitation. Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks everybody for the time. And again, very much appreciate the, the partnership with Aeronomics. Uh, and same thing, I think we've talked a lot about transparency uh, today. You know, that's that's what we're aiming for. You know, aviation is a specialty line of insurance, but it doesn't need to be a mystery. Um, as Tim said, uh, yeah, please share my contact info, and, and I'm happy to, to speak with anybody that's listening to this call. Uh, yeah, we're, we're here to help. All right, thanks, guys. And, and Walter, how about yourself? How do we find you? Well, I'm easy to find. Uh, you can, I have a unique last name, so if you just Google Walter Crichalis, I'm easy to find. Uh, of course, the firm uh, is called Aeronomics. I spell it a little weird. It's A-E-R-O-N-O-M-X. And uh, we're on LinkedIn. We're on Twitter. Um, so I'm happy to, to chat with anybody. And But I, I really appreciate uh, Dave and Tim uh, for, for being as part of the podcast, and I really appreciate the relationship that Aeronomics and uh, Allianz has, and, and really pleased that uh, it seems to be a win-win. I, uh, I like that.
Yeah, definitely. Uh, another big thank you to uh, Tim Thompson and Dave Watkins of uh, VGCS for hopping on today and our special guest, Walter Kajalis of Aeronomics. Thank you, of course. And uh, if you want to find more about Allianz itself or if you just have a, a question that you'd like to ask any of the three guests that were on this podcast, go ahead and shoot us an email at agcscommunication at allianz.com. And if you have a, a topic for future podcasts you'd like to suggest or anything to that effect, you can send an email to that address as well. Follow us on Twitter at AGCS underscore insurance on LinkedIn, Alliance Global Corporate and Specialty. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.